Dear parents, when you think about what's happening, it's really mind-blowing. You are listening to this recording uh, sometime in the future from now, and you're connecting to me, another parent. Hopefully, I'm a like-minded parent, and we're having this kind of one-way conversation about parenting. It feels like I'm speaking directly to you. I'm right there. I'm probably in your ear. And I could probably even guess what you're doing right now. Maybe you're driving, you're taking your kids somewhere or about to pick them up, or you're on your commute to work, or maybe you're on your morning walk. Maybe you're out with a stroller or you're flying solo. Maybe you're doing your workout and huge kudos to you if you are. Are you folding laundry? That's when I listen to podcasts or sometimes even when I'm working out. Wherever you are, thank you so much for listening. I know you could be listening to so many other things and the fact that you've chosen to tune in here speaks to our relationship and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for today's day and age and for the technology that we have and for my ability to connect with parents literally from all over the world. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I have people DMing me on Instagram from Sri Lanka and India and Indonesia and from Australia, from New Zealand, Germany, England, France, from Pakistan, from Mexico, from Canada. I mean, literally from everywhere. And it's just so cool because I know that that was something that was not available to my mom, to my grandma, to any generation before me. I mean, think about it. Think how powerful this is. We share this experience of raising children together in a network across the globe. And I know we sometimes, you know, moan and whine about it because there's so many distractions on our phone and comparison and, you know, Instagram envy. But think about the incredible asset this is. We can pool our wisdom across the globe. I mean, you might not know anyone in your local community who parents in the way that you want to parent or who has a kid that's similar to you or a situation with their husband that's like yours. But when you connect, you know, in the world wide web, you can find people who have been through what you are going through. You are not alone. Think about your grandma or your mother. They did not have access to probably any parenting research. I mean, maybe Dr. Spock, right? Maybe they had good role models, maybe, but maybe they didn't. And then that was all they had. They had to figure it out by themselves or make a ton of, you know, sometimes pretty hefty mistakes because they didn't have any wisdom to access. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they had good support. Maybe they had a loving, helpful husband or sister or mother or neighbor. Probably not. I mean, it depends on their culture, right? The year is 1945, it's the end of World War II, and London has been completely demolished. I mean, everything has been bombed down. People have just weathered one of the worst wars in human history. And a young girl, she's 19, has arrived just two years prior as a penniless refugee. 
Most of her family, including her parents, were murdered by the Nazis back in Austria. And she's pregnant with her first child. She has to take two buses across this broken city to get to the hospital when she goes into labor. And her husband, who works in a factory making airplanes for the war, is not able to take a day off work because they can't miss those wages. Whoa, you you weren't expecting that. That got kind of intense kind of quick, huh? Maybe we should take this back down a notch. You know what? No, let me finish this story because it really illustrates a point. Let's put that music back on. Where was I? Oh, yeah. She takes those two buses and delivers the baby in a hospital surrounded by staff she's never met and with no family members nearby. Almost two weeks later, she's visited by her cousin, another survivor, and her little sister, none of whom have any experience raising babies and neither of whom know what to do. She takes the long journey back home with a newborn and begins to parent. This was the beginning of my grandma's parenting journey. That's where she was when she became a mom for the first time. And there were no books or reviews or research or podcasts or YouTube channels or even many other parents around her to help her figure it out. Can you imagine how different parenting would have been for her if she could have tapped into the World Wide Web and made the connections with people who were doing it similarly? Maybe learn more about breastfeeding or pottying or sleep habits or discipline. How would her parenting have been affected if she'd have been able to read research or advice or wisdom from others? And she was a magnificent mother in so many ways and she's a phenomenal grandmother to this day. She's one of my biggest role models, and I love her so much. But I am curious if she wouldn't have had an easier experience like mine was. And look, parenting is still challenging today. In many ways, it's more challenging because of our technology. But in many ways, we gain so much from it. You know, maybe there was a bliss to that insulation, to that ignorance in a sense. Maybe she felt more confident, right? She wasn't comparing her parenting to Instagram accounts and she wasn't feeling any pressure to be picture perfect so that she could post about it on Facebook. But it also must have been kind of isolating, maybe supremely isolating. I mean, maybe she had better connections with her neighbors and real life friends because she didn't have technology, but she also had no one to ask when she felt like her milk supply was low or when she didn't know what to do when her toddler drew on the walls. There must have been a lot of guesswork. A lot of things she could have learned had she connected to others. Today I have a message for you that I wish someone could have shared with my grandma when she was a new mom. And I'm going to share a different message for you depending on what stage of parenting you're at. Maybe you're a new mom or dad, or maybe you're expecting for the first time or you have a small baby at home. I have a message for you. Or maybe your child is a toddler or a preschooler maybe two, maybe three, or you might even have a second one on the way. I have a message for you too. Or maybe you have two, three, four or more kids. Maybe your older kids are in school, you have a baby and a big bustling busy household. 
Maybe you have a toddler and a preschooler at home. I have a message for you too. Welcome to the Parenting Junkie Show. You're listening to the Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. I want to speak to those of you who are maybe expecting for the first time or have a young baby at home, your first child, perhaps your only child. I know that this time can feel incredibly exciting. Everything is new and fresh and cute. No, wait. That music makes it sound like it's all rainbows and unicorns. And it might be those things, but it can also be so overwhelming. Hey, let's switch this music up. Can we just speak about the dark side of new parenting for a moment? Listen, pregnancy, labor, and newborn life can sometimes feel incredibly difficult. It can be so hard emotionally, like a roller coaster. And if you feel like you can't manage day-to-day functions, you can't get out of bed and care for your baby and care for yourself, if you feel like maybe, maybe you have real depression, I urge you to get clinical help. But even if you don't feel clinically depressed, you might have baby blues or just the blues at this point. You might feel like you're inadequate. You have doubts about your capabilities as a parent or why you got into this in the first place. As much as you love your child, it's hard. And then you feel guilty about feeling those things. Maybe you feel physically exhausted. So many changes. Maybe you've put on weight or lost weight or your body shape has changed and suddenly you can't fit into your old clothes. And that feels weird and frustrating and... All these bodily fluids don't help either. It can be really confusing. Everybody thinks that they have good advice to give us and all the books seem to give us paradoxical advice. We can have challenges with our partner, with our family, maybe with our mother or mother-in-law, maybe just within ourselves. Being a newbie and getting conflicting advice from everyone is so confusing and challenging. I remember when I was a first-time mom, my first day in the hospital after my first birth, and my newborn would sleep four-hour stretches, which I thought was a great thing. And then the nurse, who was also a lactation consultant, came in and told me, oh, no, no, newborn baby shouldn't be allowed to sleep for four hours solid. You need to wake him up every three hours and nurse him. And then I did that because that's what she said and she was an expert, but it felt weird waking a baby up, especially when I was so tired and needed the rest. But I did what she said. And I had some trouble with nursing and so I went to another lactation consultant after I got home and she said, oh no, you must never wake a sleeping baby up. Don't wake him up, you're going to introduce bad habits. And she gave me completely paradoxical advice. It was so confusing. We all have the deepest longing to do what's right for our baby, right? But then we read about rye parenting or attachment parenting or mainstream advice or your mother-in-law's advice, and it's hard to know what is right. Sometimes our intuition, that voice, it's really quiet and we can't hear it so clearly. And we want our intuition to be strong and powerful and bold, but we don't really know it's drowned out by all the noise. But here's the good news. 
Even though there is confusion, chaos, and some conflicts built into this experience, you can take back control of this time in your life and even enjoy it. With the right ideas, the right steps and plans, you can feel incredibly confident in the way that you parent, even though you're new. With the right support, you can feel surrounded by like-minded parents. Even if no one in your neighborhood, in your real life neighborhood, gets what you're trying to do or who you are trying to be. That's the beauty of technology and that's the beauty of the opportunity we have today as parents. With the tools and the inspiration, you can silence those doubting voices in your head. The anxieties, the fear, the blues, the self-deprecating humor or the limiting beliefs that maybe you're not cut out for this or that you might be messing this up. Just the worries and the anxieties that flood us as new parents. Plus, there's an incredible upside to being a new mama or new papa at this time in history. You have all the tools at your disposal, all the information to actually set you up for success to set up a life that you enjoy. You can start at the very beginning, which is where you are. You're fresh and pure like a white canvas and you can create a childhood that both you and your precious little bundle can enjoy. My belief is that childhood doesn't just happen. You get to create it if you so choose and you're right at the beginning. So you get to avoid many of the mistakes that other parents have made. And of course, you'll make your own mistakes but maybe you'll get to make better mistakes. You know, as we up-level in life, our problems become higher quality problems. Maybe that can be you. So if you're waiting for permission to create a life you and your child enjoy, one that reflects you and your unique ideals and needs, here it is. Not that it's mine to give or anyone's to give. You can give yourself permission to simply be the parent you are to the child you have and to enjoy that process with the ups and downs in all its imperfect glory and without the intrusions of fear, anxiety, and other people's judgments. Now, I'd love to speak to you if you have been parenting for a while, maybe a couple of years, and you have a toddler. Wow, amazing how fast things change, right? Just a moment ago, your baby was a sweet little bundle of delight and your biggest struggles were changing a diaper, getting her to sleep, and what to feed him. But now... (laughs) Oh boy, now you have to deal with so much more, right? Now there's behaviors and feelings and words that come up and they can leave you wondering where your cute little baby went. Now you might find yourself getting triggered by your child's boundary testing. I remember that feeling so clearly, moving from babyhood to toddlerhood. Oh my gosh, it's a massive transition because of the developmental stage of differentiation. Suddenly your child doesn't see you and him or her as one one united being, right? Your child suddenly doesn't see you two as a continuum. Now they're interested in exploring the world for themselves and on their own terms. And unfortunately, that's inconvenient and sometimes dangerous and often enraging when the explorations involve pouring orange juice down the plug or putting their shoes in the toilet. 
or drawing on the walls. Suddenly at this stage, tantrums might be a regular thing, or whining, or fussing, demanding talk, or potty talk, or name calling. And hold up, you might have a second on the way, or perhaps you'd like to. Or maybe you already have a second child and now you're dealing with all of the jealousy and sibling rivalry and the divide on your own attention and time. When you've been parenting for two or three years, it feels like maybe you should have gotten used to this by now. Maybe you should be rocking it. Maybe you have a whole long list of things you should be doing by now, like you should be back to your pre-baby weight or you should be back at work or you should have this parenting thing down pat. But often at this stage of your child's life, it's even more challenging than the previous one. And can we talk about clutter and overwhelm for a second? Where did all this stuff come from? What music is good for clutter? Hmm, maybe this. No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe clutter sounds more like this. Yes, that's clutter. Yep. But now I have to shout so you can hear me. So let's go to this. Okay, that's better. When my eldest was three and I had a baby, a one-year-old, clutter was really on my mind. I mean, it was something I felt like I had to actively work to curb. And I did. But it's hard, right? Because suddenly you have all of the baby stuff and all of the kid gear, the helmets and the scooters and the different bottles in your kitchen and all these clothes and bed linen and toys. Can we talk about toys? Does it feel like toys sometimes overwhelm your life? If so, you're really not alone. At that stage in my life, I had a lot of questions. My questions that were going through my head looked something like this. Can you relate to any of these? Why did none of the socks have pairs? Why are all my kids' clothes stained? Why do none of my clothes fit? Why do I always feel like and look like a mess? How can I juggle it all? Why do I feel guilty when I'm working because I'm not with my kids and guilty when I'm with my kids because I'm not working? Why doesn't my husband take parenting as passionately as me and how can I convince him of my way of doing things? Why am I the only one I know who cloth diapers or does baby-led weaning? or co-sleeps. And basically, am I messing this up? Help! This time of life is overwhelming. Just getting in and out of the house can take 73 minutes. I've timed it. And at the end of the day, you can feel so spent and touched out that you have to wake up and do it all over again the next day. That thought is just unbelievable. And I felt incredibly isolated because I was the only one I knew who wanted to parent in a slightly alternative way. And I felt totally confused because I didn't know how to find and choose a preschool or a babysitter or if it's okay to have a babysitter or how I could get help and support when I really needed it. I lived far away from family during this time. I still do. Do you? So I just didn't feel like I had a tribe. And it can really feel like you're a victim, like really, like everybody else gets to sleep well, eat well, go to the gym, go to work, look like a walking Christmas card with a happy, happy life and sexy rich husband, hashtag blessed, while you've got Cheerios in your hair and you're still wearing yesterday's leggings. It can feel like dinner is some government conspiracy aimed to wear you down by attacking you on a daily basis. And it can feel like the washer-dryer threw up in your house. Oh, and toys, like Toys R Us, threw up in your house too. 
I get it. And so do hundreds of thousands of other moms and dads who are in your shoes. What shoes are you wearing, by the way? Birkenstocks? Toms? Sneakers? (laughs) And what I want you to know about this time in your child's life is this. You ready? You are the leader. You have so much more power and control than you think, than society is leading you to believe you have. You know, it can feel like things are happening to you, but if you take a moment to breathe, you know what, go on, take a moment to breathe. Inhale, and exhale. That's it. If you take a moment to breathe, I promise you, we are all here on the same path, and you are doing fine more than fine. You are enough. More than enough. You're the leader. I said that before. What did I mean by that? I mean that you can take back control over your time, your body, your home, your schedule, and your relationships in a way that feels awesome. You can declutter, get rid of the things that don't serve you, and treat your home like the sacred temple it is. And I have a free resource to help you do just that at theparentingjunkie.com forward slash design. You can set up daily and weekly flows that you enjoy cycling through, a rhythm that really reflects your goals and values. You can take care of you because there's no way for you to take care of anyone else until that starts happening. And you can connect only with people who are supportive, celebrating your wins, helping you when it's challenging, and cheering you on. That's what the Love Parenting with Avital Facebook group is all about, and I warmly invite you to join us there if you haven't already. That's a great place to start. Because those frenemies, you can let go of them. Let those relationships fade and replace them with the people who are firmly in your corner. If you're waiting for permission to take care of yourself, here it is. You have permission to take care of yourself. If you're waiting for permission to find a tribe that you love, here it is. You have permission to find a tribe that you love. If you're waiting for permission to pursue work, passion, or hobbies that you find meaningful, permission given. Most of all, if you're waiting for permission to be the parent you want to be, schooling, pottying, sleeping, feeding, loving, the way that feels authentic and meaningful and joyful to you? Are you ready to give yourself that permission? And now to my parents of two, three, four, or more kids. Maybe you don't have a baby at home anymore. Maybe you have one child who's a little bit older, maybe five, six, seven, or more. Maybe you're juggling multiple schedules and you're working or working from home or outside the home or on your own projects or on your health. But maybe life seems to have plateaued a little. Where's the passion, the joy? Do you feel sometimes like you've lost yourself? Have you maybe lost your relationship with your partner or your best friend or your parents or... Any other relationships that feel like they've become a little bit stagnant? Or have friends come and gone because of parenting styles or lifestyles? Do you ever feel a sense of being stuck where the day-to-day grind is wearing you down? It can feel a little bit like this. Right? Or, Or maybe like this. 
ever feel like there's an underlying tension at home, tension between your children or between your child and their friends, or between you and your child, or between you and your partner, if you have one? Do you ever find yourself wishing for more of a lightness as you go about your day, but somehow it weighs heavy? Do you have questions about parenting, about screens, about sibling relationships and conflict, about social skills and social interactions, about life skills, about values? Like, do you ever find yourself in situations where your child has lied to you or talked back or called someone a name or they're defiant or they lack focus or they're wild? Are your children ever mean or are other kids ever mean to them? And do you ever wonder about your daily flow, your time management, how you can possibly make time for you in all of it? Do you even know that you can? I mean, that you must make time for you? Do you? Are you starting, like me, to feel your age a little bit sometimes? the gray hairs that pop up or the achy back? Do you ever tell yourself a story that you're growing older, almost like there are certain boats that are about to sail forever? Like this might be your last chance to get in shape or to change your diet or to reclaim your health or your sleep or your marriage. Do you ever have that story in your head? I know I do. This time of life can sometimes feel a little bit like a crisis of identity. You've been parenting for a good few years now, and maybe you have multiple kids, and maybe your career or your self-actualization is still not quite where you want it to be. Or maybe it is, but maybe your relationship feels a little bit flat. Or maybe you're just looking for more meaning, stability, or flow in your life. Maybe you're ready to be more of you, to feel totally comfortable in your own skin, in your own home, in your own schedule, to be total, totally confident in how you're handling your kids' lives. And heck, to love it, to love it for reals, not for Instagram, but for you. So when people ask you how you are, internally at least, you can't help but say, amazing, I'm amazing even dealing with aging parents or with sibling struggles or with financial stress, still feeling internally this sense of good enoughness. You deserve nothing less than to feel like you are enough or perhaps even more than enough. If you're waiting for permission to be the you you want to be, I hope you know by now that no book, expert or podcaster needs to give it to you. Wherever you are on your parenting journey, I want you to know this. You have permission to be the parent you most want to be, to create the home life that is so totally and utterly you, to create a childhood that you and your child both can enjoy. Now, They say that your vibe attracts your tribe, and that means that you have attracted this tribe, this parenting junkie tribe, into your life. This tribe of intentional, imperfect parents. This tribe of parents from all over the world who have one thing in common. They want to love parenting and parent from love. Well, maybe two things in common. We also want to create a childhood of presence, peace, and play. We probably have quite a few more things in common as well now that I think of it, like living judgment-free and living guilt-free, like being open-minded and curious, like 
reclaiming play as the pillar of childhood and like taking the path less traveled for us and our kids in however that manifests for you. I urge you to connect to your tribe and feel energized, empowered, and truly supported on this journey. To feel that you have the permission that you need to be the you that you want to be as a parent and as a person. Whether it's through Present Play, our global village of like-minded parents, my online membership, or through another tribe, you don't have to sign up to Present Play if that's not the right fit for you. But I do urge you to consider finding your tribe of like-minded parents who will continue to remind you of the permission you already have. Unlike my grandma back in the 40s, you have that access, you have that privilege. You have the ability to seek out and find like-minded parents who can inspire, uplift, and encourage you. Every May, we welcome in hundreds, even thousands of parents from around the world. Literally, we have members from over 50 countries. It's absolutely incredible. And we structure it so that the doors are only open once a year because we want to go through the monthly themes together. Themes like Declutter Gangster, where we all declutter and reclaim minimalism and space in our lives. Or a theme like Self-Care Goddess, where we prioritize our own health and wellness. Or like Energy Boss, where we create a positive, emotionally healthy energy in our home and between family members, resolving conflicts. It's thrilling to see the thousands of members already becoming present players right now. Truly, not only is it amazing on a business level for the Parenting Junkie because this is how we sustain the business and how I and my team feed our families, so yes, we're totally biased about this, but on a personal level, seeing the results, the relationships, and the transformations that present players make, it literally brings happy tears to me. I get very emotional and excited about this movement about the intergenerational changes that we're making together, about the type of support and listening and expertise and wisdom and problem solving and just plain old friendship that my grandma could never have had access to. If this sounds like somewhere you would fit in, our guilt-free, judgment-free community, then I urge you to join us now. Doors close on May 15th, so now's the time to join. Just visit the link presentplay.com. That's presentplay.com, really easy. I would love to welcome you in. Or just email us or DM me on Instagram with any questions. We're really happy to answer any questions or hesitations you have. We've probably heard it all by now and we're happy to help however we can. Because by the time the next episode airs, the doors will be closed. And I know from experience now that I'll be answering those sad emails from people begging to join after the doors closed. And I always feel really bad, but we're pretty firm about that limit. So if you want in, please don't be one of those emails. Become a member now because it won't be open for another whole year of your child's childhood. But again, whether or not present play is the right fit for you, and whether or not this is the right time for you to join, I urge you to continue to seek out connections with other parents, wisdom, inspiration, and to continue to give yourself permission to be the parent you want to be. 
You can do so in present play. You can also do so in our free community, Love Parenting with Avital. It's a Facebook group and you're warmly invited. Or you can just do so by continuing to show up for yourself here on this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.